You're listening to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Curtis. And on the show, we do a deep dive with entrepreneurs on all things business, faith, and how to build a lasting legacy. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the 414 Creative Legacy Podcast. This is the episode where I sit down with my amazing wife and we recap this week's guest and their episode and how it went, the takeaways that we got from it, and hopefully inspire you guys to take these takeaways and apply them to your business, your life, your family, to help you build and create your legacy. Babe, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, babe. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'm so glad you could come in the office today (laughs) and record this episode with me. Sure. It was a... It was a big effort to walk 10 feet. I really appreciate it. To our office. So today we're going to be talking about the interview with Stephen Galt, which was so good. it was really awesome. So good. He definitely brought it to that interview. And I love how, well, I'll just kick it off with throughout the whole interview, he has such a level head on one, what it means to be a leader yeah, for his team, for his family and his business. And he has this mindset, this problem solving mindset. And he mentioned it when you guys were talking about the ministries, Portico ministries that he has. And he said, if I can fund it, I'll fund it. Right. And it just stuck out to me of it, of just having this mindset of, if there's a problem and I can solve it, I'm going to solve it. Yeah, like vanilla ice. <laughs> yes, like vanilla, just, just like vanilla. That is exactly yeah. who I was thinking about. I knew it. I knew you were. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to be singing Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Um, But I really, I, I appreciate it. And I think it's such a valuable mindset that really gets overlooked of having the tenacity to say, if I can solve this problem, I'm going to solve it. And if I don't know how, I'm going to figure that out. Yeah. And he talks about that even with his team and leading his team, how it's just this um, culture and atmosphere of we're going to figure it out. And I really, I appreciated that a lot. And I think it's such an important mindset for us to have because it puts you in a, a mindset of empowerment. It puts you in a right. mindset of knowing that you are capable and able to do the thing that's been placed before you. Yeah. Instead of this, I don't, this victim mindset of, I don't know how to do it. I need to go to someone else. You know, I'm not the one who has the answer. So. Yeah. And I think so many times we kind of overlook this, like you said, in our businesses that we have business ideas and in entrepreneurial aspirations and one of the the pretty much the only thing that we do is solve problems right we're providing a solution to somebody's problem and if you take some time real quick and think about the things that you have in your life the things that you've gone out and bought i would say the majority of those things are because you some at some point some you know point in your journey or whatever your buying journey as a customer or a consumer 
you bought that because you thought it was going to solve a problem for you. Right. It provided some kind of value. Right. So if you think about it, the fundamental aspect of business is providing a solution and solving a problem for someone. Right. And if we can take that and apply it to a lot of what we do, whether we're entrepreneurs, business owners, or just regular people, normal people, because entrepreneurs aren't normal, we're solving problems. And you can change your mindset to understanding that you don't really have a problem. You have a, you have a, an opportunity to create a solution That's good. for the obstacle. That's so good. there's some homework for you. Right. Right. And it all starts with that mindset. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about also just the journey of obedience that you guys hit on? I was, um, I loved hearing his story. I loved how honest he was about <laughs> being the guy who never studied. <laughs> just, I'm going to show up. That's me too. I, I, it is you. I don't do that. It is I'm you. not a good studier. Um, but he said how he, you know, after failing the test three times, he actually drove and buckled down into what his future could be and studied and took it seriously and you know, passed the test, got his license, yeah, and then waited for two years. So he overcame this huge obstacle and hurdle pursuing the thing that he knew he was supposed to pursue. And then he's in this waiting ground for two years. And I thought it was just, man, like how many of us have been there of tracking down on that journey trucking down that path yeah and then get in this season of waiting and i loved how that door was slammed shut at the refinery and that woman was like what are you doing you need to go you need to go get a job in real estate right don't we all need that person in our life right yeah that's good to call us out on our stuff and say no this isn't the path that you're supposed to be taking and you know it yes so that's so good and i think you know I don't know if we've talked about this in a previous episode or maybe just in our daily conversations about how God will open and close the doors for you, but you have to have some movement. Yeah. You, like there has, you have to be walking through a door in order for him to open or close it. And that's what Stephen did. He said, you know, forget, forget this waiting thing. I'm going to go and find a job. I'm going to go do what everybody else is doing. What everyone else is doing. And he took action and that door was closed. And we've, yeah. we have similar stories in, in our experience as business owners when we were pursuing something and the door was clearly closed yeah. and, we, and we were redirected. The path was redirected. And looking back, those decisions, that decision to move forward, have a door closed was a defining moment in our story. And I think it's just, it's important to know that there's going to be open doors and closed doors, but all of it requires your movement forward towards the thing you're called to do. And yes, let's be that woman in the interview that says, I'm not, I'm not hiring you. Yeah. This isn't what you're called to do. I like that. Go, go do that. Go do. So if you're wondering if you need advice on 
whether you should do certain things, reach out because we'll tell you yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> you need some, you need some accountability. If you want somebody to call you out. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm all about it. Let's go. Josh was excellent at that. And everybody, oh, thanks, babe. and everybody in his inner circle said, amen. You are very good about, about. Thank you. Calm, calm people out in love. And then, and Stephen even said, when you guys were talking about this and just about the power of being obedient, the journey of obedience, how there's mm. seasons of waiting. Yeah. He said, obedience commands the blessing. When you are being obedient to the call of God in your life and you're being obedient to, to what it is that father's placed before you in your business, in your family, in your life, that it commands his blessing. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean it's going to look the way you think it will look or want it to look, or it will happen in your timing. But I just thought, man, like if we can be obedient and keep moving forward and keep honing down and crafting our skill and becoming excellent at what it is we're called to do in business, in life, in our relationships, there is blessing and fruit on the other side of it. And your obedience is what commands that blessing. Mm. I just thought that was really good. It is really, really good. powerful. I feel like I have some things to say about that, but, but also like you, what you said, I think is enough. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't think I need to add anything to it, even though I think I have some things, but it's such a powerful, I feel like it's it's one of those things where you say it, obedience commands the blessing. And then you have to kind of sit and chew on you it for a while. So and you have to ask yourself, do you believe it? Because if you don't believe it, you can't yeah. do it in obedience. Wow. That's that's intense. So pause the podcast and sit with that for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but that is, that's a good, I mean, yeah, there has to be wow. some of the belief to that. And the third thing that I really loved about this interview, and I just appreciate about Stephen is that when he he just came with so much knowledge yeah and in wisdom and he listed out things right <laughs> it's so silly but when he was like i got three points for you and i'm like yes give me the one two three it's because he's got a preacher's heart <laughs> i know that's what you said the three-point sermon <laughs> Which some of us will get that, some of us didn't, won't. Um, but I did. It's so silly. But I was like, yes, give me three points. And so you guys were talking about how he scaled his business, which, I mean, go back and listen, because there's some great nuggets of wisdom in there from his experience. But he was ending with understanding culture and that that was a big part of how he scaled his business, of really understanding the culture of his business. and. And you guys got into the topics of values and you asked him what, you know, what, yeah. what are your company's values? And he just one, two, three, four, five, without again, even thinking, without even thinking it's this, it's this, it's this. And I was, I probably shouldn't be impressed to be honest, because all of us should embody what the values of our company are. Yeah. 
like that to a T, but I was impressed. And it, it made me pause and ask, what are the companies for us? What are the companies for 414 Creative? Do we have them solidified? Do we know them? And then do we actually embody them? Yeah, so I think in a way we do embody the value, the values that we have put in 414 Creative throughout our lives, throughout the, the way we live our life. Right. We should, right. Yes, you should. Right. If you have a company, you're starting one, know what your values are, write them down, put them on the wall, make them your lock screen, whatever, because he was so quick. He knew exactly what his values were. It was like he recited them every day, probably. Yeah. Like if I don't know, he he may have like a, a um like a hype session with his agents every morning. But um But it was all around the key point of understanding culture. Yeah. And getting his team to understand culture. And so it's a very practical thing of of like you said, listing out the values of your company. And are you are you operating in a way that's aligned with those values? Are you embodying them? Are you communicating them? I think it's really important. And it's it's something that we need to do better. We should probably have a hype session. Yeah. And hey, I'll have a hype session with you every morning. All right. Easy now. I'm just saying I will. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> talking about having a hype session in the morning. When you wake up and you walk down the hall, be ready. Got it. A hype will be waiting for you. <laughs> um, so anyways, good, good takeaway. Yes. Good homework of really nailing down those values and mm -hmm. understanding what what it is your company and business stands for, what is important to you, and and how you actually put those things into action. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And then the final thought that I had was you guys had a really good conversation about consistency. And and it was it was under the umbrella of the power of being present. Yeah. It was so encouraging to me, but it was also very convicting. Maybe I don't know if convicting challenging challenging yeah. would be a good word because his definition of consistency. When I think about what does it look like to be consistent? I think disciplined. I think what should I be doing on a consistent I think, basis? I think pr yeah. productivity, which all of that is true. But for him, the first way he described consistency is, are you actually following through with your word? Mm, yeah. Are you being consistent with your word? We need more of that. Right? He was like, when I tell my wife I'm going to be home at five, I'm going to be home at five. When I tell my daughter we're going to do this, we are going to do this. Yeah. And I, it was so valuable to me that he framed it with family. He didn't frame it in business. Yeah. Because honestly, we, we know what it looks like to to be consistent or what it should look like to be consistent in business. And a lot of it can equate to like the whole hustle and grind culture. Yeah. And there's a value in that and there's value in consistency and discipline and all that stuff in business. 
but I really appreciate that he took it home first. And I think it's, it's an important perspective for us to have that to be consistent in business. Like first you have to be a man or a woman of your word. Yeah, exactly. Yes. With your customers. Yes. With your team, but first with your family. And, and then I think it's, you guys even touched on kind of the tension that there is in being present and setting goals. Yeah. Because being consistent and the way that he was really framing it forces you to be present. It does. It forces you to to keep that action that you're doing right in front of you. And I thought that was a very, I just, I really, I really appreciated the way that he framed it. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot to unpack there. And if you haven't listened to to Stephen's episode, please go back and listen because you're going to be able to take notes and kind of get a framework um, by what he said. And, you know, consistency and discipline, you think about it, if you're disciplined in something, then you're being consistent in it. Right. Like, that's kind of like the, the definition, right? Is something that, we all struggle with we but one thing you have to think about is you are consistent in something you don't struggle with consistency you are consistent you struggle with what you're being consistent with exactly if if what you're currently doing and this is something that i'm learning really big right now and i've learned over the past years is if what you're currently doing is not going to get you to where you want to be, then you are consistently doing the wrong thing. Mm. Truth. And you have got to figure out what are the things that I need to be doing right now consistently, and you're going to keep hearing this word, that's going to get me to where I want to be. And then you have to start doing those things. And those things are hard because they're not programmed. You have to re- kind of reprogram your brain, your mind, and your body to start consistently doing the things that are, you know, are going to lead you down that path. And they're also not glamorous. No, they're not at all. You know, he, he went into even his schedule being consistent with his schedule. He's like, every day looks the same. Every morning looks the same. Is it boring? Sure. But it serves me and my family. Yeah. If you look at where his team is, how he's grown and scaled his business, he was consistently doing the thing that led him to where he is today. And we're, he that's the other thing you think about is you have consistently done something to get you to where you are right now. And yeah, that is some, it's a little bit of a pill to swallow. Yes. You have got to swallow that pill. I have swallowed that pill many times and I think I'm swallowing it now as I'm saying it is you are where you are because of you, no one else. You have to take ownership and responsibility for you yourself and nobody else where you are physically, emotionally, financially is all because of you and no one else. Yeah. And you have to decide this. If this isn't where I want to be, then okay. This is not where I want to be. Then figure out where you want to be. And if you have to ask somebody, ask them, 
hey, how did you get to where you are? That's why I'm doing the podcast. That's one of the reasons is because I want to know how people got to where they are, what they went through, what they changed, how they overcame. And so you ask, how did you do this? Okay, well, they're going to tell you. Okay, well, then that's what I want. And so that's what I'm going to do. Because here's the thing. You're not incapable of achieving the things that you want to achieve. The reason why I know that is because other people have achieved the things that you want to achieve, which tells you that it is possible to achieve. Mm -hmm. They just did different things than you are currently doing now. Right. So that's good. figure it out and start doing those things consistently. Yeah, that's good. It goes right back to that mindset that we talked about at the beginning of if I can, if I can fund it, I'll fund it. Yeah. If I can, like, if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out and having that mindset of empowerment and belief in yourself yeah rather than a mindset of passivity or you know being a victim so good so good the last thing i want to say that i really i'll do that again The last two things that really stuck with me with Stephen's interview is that one, he talked about as Christian business owners, we need to do a better job at how we treat people. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, building the right team and when it's not the right fit, how do you exit somebody from your business or your organization And he said, it is a responsibility of Christian business owners to learn how to do that well, that you don't just kick them off the bus. There's a transition. You help them get to where they're supposed to go. Right. Because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, man, that is a good, that is a really solid, good point to remember. Yeah. What is it that Gary Vee says? The right thing to do is always the right thing to do. Yeah. So there there you go. go. The last thing, and we can end it here, is kind of on the same note. He said, people don't need to hear another sermon. They need to see fruit. And so I would challenge you to remember that and look for the fruit in your life. Like be the person in your community that people are drawn to. Yeah. Even if they don't know Christ, even if they don't follow the gospel, be the person that people are drawn to because there's evidence of fruit in your life and fruit can be, you know, success, but it can also, and should also be joy and kindness and love and compassion and self-control or self-discipline, right? Like be the person that is producing so much fruit in your life that it is obvious the hand of God is on it. Right. Because we don't, people don't need another sermon. No. Or another list of one, two, three. Although I love me some lists. (laughs) Nothing wrong with the list. They need to see the fruit. So what are we doing as kingdom business owners and entrepreneurs to produce that fruit? Right. So it's good homework, guys. You guys have gotten some really good homework in this episode and thank you so much for listening to today's uh friday legacy recap 
uh, we're trying to keep these short, so we've just powered through. And I appreciate you listening to the first few that were pretty long. And they were pretty long. I mean, we don't have to talk about <clears throat> it. Yeah. We, hey, we're vulnerable. You know, we're <laughs> learning. We're learning here. And we just want to say thank you so much for, for going on this journey with us. I hope that you've got some nuggets and some takeaways out of this episode. And you've uh, listened to Stephen's episode and taken some notes. Stephen, thank you so much for uh, joining me on our episode. I really enjoyed it. And I can tell that you are somebody with good fruit. And I can see the hand of God on your business. And I've always watched you from afar. And I really do appreciate what you do and the legacy that you're building. It was an honor to have you on. And I really look forward to continually watching your business grow. And so just thank you so much for being part of that part of that episode. We would love to know what your takeaways were. If there's anything that we haven't touched base on, um, send us a message, comment below on one of our posts. Let us know what your, your big takeaway was from Steven's episode, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for being here, guys. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with a friend and be sure to subscribe on your favorite streaming app. You can find us at 414creative.com and on Instagram at 414creativestudios. Thank you for being here. It was an honor to spend this time with you. I hope you were inspired. Now go out and create your legacy.